Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again, cutting into the margin. But it's Mick Wicked four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rocket Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rocket Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rocking in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark is going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again! Tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy Well, we hit the end of May, and you know what that means. It's Grand Circuit Time. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Mike, what an action-packed weekend we have coming up. And our man Shades on Racing, it's just been released. He's coming to see you tomorrow. Tomorrow or Sunday? Oh, excuse me, Sunday. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot the big days are Sundays around here, not Fridays. Well, you know, listen, we might have to get him up here to call a race. That's going to be uh, some exciting He's stuff, call- man. I'll, I've always wanted to meet Shades. We had him on the show last week, and I'll tell you what, that was a really cool interview. If you guys get a chance, you may want to go back to the archive and check that out because we got into some marketing aspects of the business. And, you know, I, I, listen, Shades is a young guy. He's very relatable, I think, you know, to people that may be outside the industry, kind of the generation that we want to get involved. And uh, just a good interview. Check it out. A lot of good marketing stuff and a lot of good ideas thrown out. Well, you know, listen, he's he's calling the Maxi Lee from what I understand. So, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're going to give him one of the big races. You're going to be nice and give him one of the big races. And I heard you're going to step aside and let me call a couple. So you're, what a gracious guy you are. You're such a nice uh, guy. You know that? Yep. You got the, you got the first one, the 10 claimer. 
<laughs> that, that, that's right. But we got some big races coming up. But, Mike, coming up next week is the 2019 Camla Classic. And i tell you what, it kicks off our very extensive and very busy live remote schedule. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know where you're going to get the time to do all this stuff that you're going to be doing this summer. It's going to be a whirlwind trip for you. I mean, for me too, but you know, more so for you because you know, you're going to be on the road. I mean, you're going to be at all these locations. I'll be at most of them, some of them, but uh, you know, you'll pretty much be at all of them. And uh, I'll tell you what, it is a fun time of year. I mean, you know, to see these uh, horses finally come back, you know, you get the warm weather, you see the good horses. It's uh, it's really a fun time to be a harness racing fan, and and we look we this is the uh, the fourth year that we've been doing this. So this yep. will be our fourth year, Mike, of live remotes. And I just have to say, I have to give a big high five to all of the racetracks that uh, we we uh, we broadcast from. They've just been so gracious, so cool. You know, it, it's it's we want to thank them. And we want to thank all the sponsors that make it possible too, as well. I mean, it's, it's a fun time, Mike. And uh, I enjoy those broadcasts because Mike, you know, we get different people to stop at the table. That's the, that's the fun part about it. Mike visiting with everybody, uh, you know, everybody stops at the table, whether they're race fans, whether they're drivers, whether they're uh, owners, uh, racetrack personnel, what have you. And uh, it's, it's just a fun, a fun time. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're going to be on from 8.30 to 11.30, 8.30 to 11.30. Some big news uh, coming over the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. It's We're ready to ramp up our schedule over the next couple of weeks, but Mike, you have a fantastic card coming up on Sunday, and we're actually going to get to talk to a couple of guys participating on that program as well. Yeah, we're going to have Dexter Dunn. For the first time, he will be on Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're going to have him here in just a moment, and uh, he's going to talk about a couple of drives that he's got on Sunday here at Harris, Philadelphia, along with a drive that he's got coming up in the Camelot Classic. But uh, he is driving a horse uh, that I like quite a bit, a horse by the name of Tiger Thompson and trainer Josh Parker. You know, has had so much success over the past couple of seasons with horses coming from overseas. And this is just another one of those horses. Uh, had a chance to see him race uh, here a couple of weeks back in the Great Northeast Open, and he just looked outstanding. 150 and three, Mike, under wraps. So he's got huh. speed, he's got talent, and we're going to talk to Dexter Dunn about him. Plus, uh, Dexter Dunn is also, Mike, in the Maxi Lee, going to pick up a drive on a horse that uh, you're pretty familiar with, Mike, uh, our good friend Pinkman. Because oh, uh, yeah. Napolit- Pinkman. Yeah, Napolitano was scheduled to drive, and he's going to uh, reunite uh, and try to get that Breeders' Crown magic going again with number three, Homicide Hunter. But the Pinkman, Pinkman, a good story, Mike, is making his way back to the races, earner of $2.7 million. And uh, you know what? Uh, he's looking to make a statement, and uh, Dexter Dunn is going to be the one driving him. And I don't know how much Dexter knows about Pinkman, but uh, that's why he's on the show. Because that's why I would ask him. Homicide, homicide hunter wins in forty-seven and two. Okay. Uh, no. no. How about forty-six and one? Forty-six and one. That works. <laughs> we're, you know, listen, and we're obviously we're kidding. I, and it's a wide open race, but I really like Homicide Hunter's chances. Uh, you know, I saw him at Lexington in that one forty-eight and four mile, Mike, and, and it's just incredible how versatile homicide hunter is. He can race on the lead. He can come from behind. It's uh, you know, it's really cool to watch him. And if, uh, for those of you wondering why, uh, Yannick Shingra is not here to drive uh, some of the Ron Berg horses. They're not here to drive on this uh, star studded card coming up on Sunday. There's a very good reason for that. Mike, isn't there? 
Yeah, he's headed to Sweden. He's headed to Sweden. He is. He's mm-hmm. headed to Sweden. He's going. You know, he's going to be Swedish for a couple of weeks in the World Driving Championship. He represents the United States of America. Uh, he is driving in races one, three, and four tomorrow um, in Sweden. So uh, good luck to Yannick Jengra and those guys. Uh, it's been really cool to kind of watch his adventures over the last couple of weeks. I know he's got some friends over there as well. Plus, our good friend Andy McCarthy is going to be joining us as uh, this show's got a little bit of an international flair. Mike Andy will be joining us at about 10.50 or so. He's going to talk about his drives, including the uh, horse in the Betsy Ross Caviar Dally. What a great story she is. And I'll tell you what, she is firing very well as a five-year-old wanting two of her first three starts uh, and in this campaign. So we'll talk to Andy McCarthy about that, along with Rodeo Rock, who uh, probably will be amongst the wagering favorites in the Commodore Berry Invitational Pace coming up here on Sunday. Plus, our good friend Sugar Doyle will be joining us. And how about this, Mike? Another first. Now, this is amazing that we haven't had this gentleman on the show before. We've been on the air for four years, and can you believe Jody Jameson is making his post time with Mike? No way. That is hard to believe. That's hard to believe. I I don't know if I believe that or not. I don't know. Well, we just had Dave Pallone on for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know. Yeah, but uh, Jody's here. He is going to be joining us towards the top of the hour. Let's say we get this show rolling. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USDA. Back in a moment. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Join us for the Diamond Creek Farm Open House coming up on Saturday, June 1st, starting at 11 a.m. Family-friendly activities include raffles, hay rides, free food and beverages. Kids, you'll have a chance to meet a full of mare and a stallion. Plus, the day will include demonstrations such as a stallion collection and pregnancy checks. Plus, you can meet the fine folks from the Harness Horse Youth Foundation and Pacing for the Cure. The Diamond Creek Farm Open House, located in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit us online at diamondcreekfarm.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us on Twitter. The Diamond Creek Farm Open House, Saturday, June 1st at 11 a.m. Be there. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is big, better. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. 
Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, you guys have a fantastic weekend of racing coming up. We're joined now by Dexter Dunn, who has a few drives on that program. Dexter, how are we doing this morning? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, guys. Dexter, first, uh, let's talk about Dunwell before we dive into Sunday's card at Harris, Philadelphia, fresh off a Confederation Cup victory. And boy, did he look dominant in that effort. Uh, it looks like he matured from three to four pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Um, Ronnie and his team were you know, really happy with the way he trained down this year. And uh, you know, he had a couple nice qualifiers in the Midlands and a good run there. And then... Obviously, both weeks there at Flamborough, he was, uh, you know, he was a pretty heavy horse, and he got around that half mile really good. That's good to hear, Dexter Mike Bozich here. Let's talk a little bit about, before we get into the accident at Harris, Philadelphia, let's talk about uh, adaptation. <laughs> let's talk about how well you've adapted here to the racing in the States and how much different it is, in your opinion, versus racing in your homeland. Um, yeah, well, it's obviously the... Uh, you know, different in the the racing style. I think our, our racing style probably has got a little bit closer uh, to over here over the past few years. But obviously, there is still uh, you know you every race from remorse to miles when you're standing starts. Um, you know, our biggest race of the year at home is a two mile stand start in the Zealand Cup. So there is there is quite a bit of difference. But uh, yeah, since I got here, I've been extremely lucky with the support I've got. Uh, you know, like a lot of down under trainers. Um, you know, give me good drives when we got here and help me, help get me going. So I've been, been really lucky. Now, Dexter, you get to drive double millionaire Pinkman this Sunday at Harris, Philadelphia. And Pinkman, obviously, the Hambletonian champion in the Maxi Lee Invitational. And, you know, Pinkman had kind of a sluggish year last year. Only had a, excuse me, had 17 starts, but only had one victory in those 17 starts. And so far, he's bounced back pretty well this season. What do you make of him? Yeah, he's been racing really, really good, uh, you know, um, right off the bat this time. And so, yeah, it's a good drive to pick up. So, um, you know, it's checked a, a nice field. There's a lot of trials there in that race that are you know, in really good form too. So, 
yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to sit behind a horse like Pinkman. I'll be looking forward to it, and uh, you'll be hoping we can uh, do some damage with him. Dexter, let's talk a little bit about the Commodore Barry, the horse that you are pretty familiar with, and that's a horse by the name of Tiger Thompson. And this is yet another a horse that trainer Josh Parker has brought from overseas that has just raced really, really well. Uh, the effort here, two starts back in the Great Northeast Open back on the 12th, uh, where you, you kind of got you had the pocket tripped and you kind of got shuffled, and you were able to uh, outclose pretty much filibuster Hanover. And don't tell me again in the stretch. Tell us a little bit about Tiger Thompson and what we can expect come Sunday. Yeah, he's really, you know, jumped out of the ground uh, his last probably six weeks. Yeah, he raced well at Dover over the winter. Um, he just he gets a little bit hot, um, but he seemed to settle down a lot. And his runs at Chester have been really, really good. You know, I think he's probably been the happiest uh, he can be at Chester. There, his starts he's had there. So his start there two weeks ago, uh, his run there two weeks ago was really, really good. He, um, he's extremely fast off the starting car as well, so he does give you a bit of options, but he makes a pretty hot field here on Sunday, but I think he's you know, expecting a pretty good run from him. Dexter, before we let you go, uh, you know, we we asked you a couple of questions ago about adapting kind of to the style here, and uh, not only in America, but in particular here at Harris, Philadelphia, because this is where you've been primarily racing. And, uh, you know, listen, you're buttonheads with guys like uh, Tim Tietrich, who's a future Hall of Famer, Dave Miller, who's a current Hall of Famer, Andy McCarthy, uh, George Napolitano, the list goes on of the deep driving talent here out Easton at Harris, Philly. Has the, I know you were kind of the new kid on the block when you first started. Is that kind of worn off? Um, I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, I think we're going all right there. It's, it, you know, it's a great, great group of drivers and get on really good with them all. So um, you know, it's enjoable to go there and race and uh, try and uh, keep it up. Do you notice that, uh, you know, like you drive certain horses, what about driving tendencies of other drivers? Have you kind of kind of mapped out in your mind that, uh, how these uh, drivers kind of drive and kind of use that to your advantage during the race? Um, yeah, you, you do basically get an idea and, uh, you know, it, it, when you look through a program and, uh, you know, uh, certain drivers on a certain horse, you sort of get, a, you know, it helps with the game plan of what you've got to do. So, uh you know, when you're out there enough with them, you, you do tend to, uh, you know, uh, get used to the tendencies and, and the way they drive a race. All right. Well, listen, Dexter, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend, and uh, you'll be a busy day. I'll be seeing you here in a few minutes on the racetrack at Harris, Philadelphia, man. Best of luck to you today and over the weekend. Thanks for talking, guys. Thank you very much. All right, that was driver Dexter Dunn, and uh, I'll tell you what, he is really adapted. I mean, I you know, that has to be tough, Mike, coming from another country. Andy McCarthy had to do it. He's going to be our next guest, but, um, you know, coming from another country, a new group of drivers that you have to face compared to the ones you were facing overseas, uh, and, a, I mean, you know, a good group of drivers. I mean, you're facing the likes of Tim Tiedrich and Dave Miller and, and uh, you know, Scott Zeron, Matt Kikaley, Andy McCarthy. I mean, you know, this it's a, it's a very, very tough tough, you know, way to kind of, you know, try to acclimate. Yeah, it's very daunting, that's for sure, but he's acclimated it well, acclimated to it well and, you know, I don't think anybody was really surprised that uh he he's kind of taken to our racing style uh pretty well and now he's getting to drive for some of the big name trainers. It, it's really cool to have watched Dexter Dunn over the last couple of months. 
Yeah, and he had five wins yesterday at Harris, Philadelphia, so hats off to Dexter Dunn. Andy McCarthy's in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk to him about his drives coming up on Sunday. Plus, uh, who else we got? Uh, Jody Jamison making his post time with Mike and Mike debut. That still stuns me that we've been on the air for four years and haven't had Jody <laughs> on. But uh, so Jody will be joining us towards the top of the hour. And, of course, our good friend Sugar Dog. You know, Sugar's starting to become a regular post time with Mike and Mike contributor. It seems like he's on the show a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, Shannon Sugar Doyle, uh, his race calls are almost always, Mike, uh, up for race call of the year. So it'll be cool to hear uh, what he has to say as well. No question about it. Andy McCarthy's in the on-deck circle. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second-richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Canada's richest race for older pacers on a half-mile track is back. The Camelot Classic, Friday, May 31st. The scene of many great performances in recent years. Back-to-back victories by foiled again. State Treasurer's three-feet. Rock and Ron stunning track record win in 2018. It'll be a party on the patio of VIP infield experience. Plenty of giveaways plus an undercard featuring City of London finals and the return of Ontario Sire Stakes action for horse players. Bumped up, guaranteed pool, high fives, big fours. Something for everyone. Don't miss the Camelot Classic Friday, May 31st at the Raceway at Western Fair District. Go to CamelotClassic.com. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America by Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by another Down Under Wonder in Andrew McCarthy. Andrew, how's it going, man? Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Well, Andrew, we bring Caviar Alley back to the races for Trader Bread Pelling. And I tell you, Caviar Alley has been a really special mare uh, for you guys that you've gotten to drive over the past couple of years. And she enters Sunday's Betsy Ross coming off two straight victories. How has she been training leading up to the race? And uh, how has she kind of matured from last year to this year? Um, 
you know, she's matured quite a lot, actually. She, um, Brett's kind of changed her up a little bit, but I, you know, I was really happy with the two qualifiers, and then, um, you know, we kind of raced her easier first start up there at Pocono, and she finished second. I thought she was terrific, and then the two previous starts at the Meadowlands have been great. You know, you couldn't ask for her to be uh, any better at the stage she's at. You know, she's quite a big mare. You know, she takes a little time to get the weight off her. And, uh, you know, that's always been an issue with her, which I guess is a good problem to have. But, um, you know, she's she's just starting to come into herself now, and I'm expecting good things on Sunday. Of course, the uh, the elephant in the room whenever we talk about, you know, the, the aged mares nowadays is a horse by the name of Charton, and uh, she is back. Now, you've got the post advantage on her. As a matter of fact, i got to tell you, I thought uh, you, you, I thought you were a winner in the Breeders' Crowd, and, uh, you know, Charton just is game, and, and, you know, we can't really say enough about her. But you've got the post advantage on her coming up on Sunday, post three to post seven. Uh, what are your thoughts? You think Finally. you could uh, get the job done? <laughs> Yeah, right. Finally, I get a post position. You know, every time this mare's raced for money, unless I got to pick the post, she gets the nine or the ten hole. It's um, she's been super unlucky with barrier draws, and um, you know, it it puts me in a position where I can kind of play the race the way I want to do it instead of um, just having to blast out and hope for the best. You know, um, it it does really mean a lot when you can draw inside those uh, better mares and taking uh, nothing away from Charlton. She's a terrific mare, but, you know, to be able to hopefully be there, I, I, I feel like you do have to draw inside of her. Um, otherwise, it's, it's a, you know, you're trying to climb up an endless mountain, really. Let's talk a little bit about post positions, especially on a 5.8 mile track like Harris Philly, because I think, you know, the traditional way of thinking, especially when you're attacking a race from a wagering point of view here in the States, is that, well, post one, post two, that's where to be. But actually, here at Harris Philly, you kind of want to be in the middle, like post three, post four, post five, post six. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, I really don't like the rail there. It's it's hard to get a horse to accelerate that fast coming out of that turn. And with the slanted gate, um, the the rail, like I, I, a lot of the times you're better off having the eight hole than the rail. Um, but, you know, three, four, five, they're, they're definitely what you want. You know, I, I really like three, four. That's, uh, that's a pretty good spot to be in. You can kind of get a horse to fire off the gate pretty good from right there. So, you know, we're in a good spot. visiting with Andy McCarthy. Andy, let's move on and let's talk a little bit about a horse that we talked uh, about last month on the program, a horse by the name of Rodeo Rock, a six-year-old gelding uh, that has looked fantastic. I mean, looked really, really good in the Great Northeast Series at Pocono and actually had a pretty tough trip in the Levy Final, closing very well against Western Fame, who's just been absolutely on fire. Here you draw post two. It's a pretty competitive race. Tell us about what you expect on Sunday from Rodeo I expect good things. He um, he's been terrific. You know, we really tried to manage him through that Levy series and um, not blast him off the gate and get involved in too many speed duels. So you know, and it just worked out where we could do it. He raced good, and um, you know, we we kind of had to take him back in the final anyway. We got post six, so um, that's just the way it went. You know, we we're hoping for a better barrier in the final of the Levy, um, but. You know, uh, two weeks ago we raced at Chester and I come third over and uh, he, he, he closed great. You know, I, I thought it was a terrific run. It might not look like it on paper, but it's just such a hard move to make there at Chester coming four or five wide off that turn. 
And then I watched his replay of uh, Pocono, the the last race he was in. He um, he looked very very sharp. You know, I, I think he deserves quite a bit of respect going into that race. Now, Andrew, you talked about the Levy series and just how much it takes out of you, and it, and it really is a grueling series. It's five or six weeks back to back to back. How do you prepare a horse coming out of that series, kind of getting ready for the rest of the season after going through that? You know, well, it's not my job, but uh, I think Robert Cleary's done a terrific job with him, and he he's done a uh, a great job with him the whole the whole series. He, he let him have a week off uh, in between there. I think he uh, it was like maybe the fourth week he had off. Um, figured that we'd probably have enough points to make the final anyway, and then I think he had ten days out in the field after that series finished just to try and freshen him up a little bit, and it, um, obviously didn't hurt him at all. He's, he's the past two runs have been terrific terrific so um you know i it's it's really on the trainer and uh, and clear he's doing a, a hell of a job at keeping him uh, managed and happy and sound yeah he certainly is no question about it he's uh, really really been on fire as of late well listen andy we certainly appreciate you joining us buddy uh i see this right you don't have a drive to the eighth race today at harris uh, I'm actually in nightmare traffic right now. I was up at the Meadowlands training babies this morning. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. They put me on the Pulaski Skyway, and now I've got to go to the Garden State Parkway. I guess the uh, turnpike's a standstill, so <laughs> hopefully I'll make it by the 8th. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and I know how that traffic can be. It's it's a nightmare around here, but uh, nonetheless, it's, you know, hey, man, it's what we got to deal with, especially you guys. You guys are going from track to track, and I don't know how you guys do it, Andy, to be quite honest. I really don't. Yeah, it's a tough gig. You know, I was up at 4.30 this morning to make it up to the Meadowlands, but, um, you know, hopefully it's all worth it. I'm, uh, you know, it's exciting getting to go with these two-year-olds and trying to, you know, sift through the sand a little bit. That's all. Yeah, Andy, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Best of luck to you come Sunday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, that was Andy McCarthy. And, uh, well, Mike, you know, what better to do besides uh, be a guest on the Post Time with Mike <laughs> and Mike show when you're, when you're sitting uh, still on the Garden State Parkway? Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I want to be doing uh, is sitting in traffic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, he, he listened. We're, we probably gave him a little bit. Uh, we probably woke him up a little bit. You heard he got up at, uh, what, 4, 4.30 this morning. That's a, that, mm-hmm. that's a tough, tough day for those guys. No, oh, it is. I mean, you know, listen, these like like I like I told them, I mean, these guys are all over the place and, you know, doing double headers and triple headers. But, you know, that's what you have to do, Mike. And, and, and yeah, I mean, the initial response you would think is, oh, yeah, the money's so good. But you know what? It's it's even more about that, Mike. It's that, you know, with as many good drivers as there are in the game today, you really have to work your butt off to keep these accounts Oh, for sure. I mean, look at some of the thoroughbred guys, and some of the harness guys are having to do almost that, and they don't have agents. That's the other kicker to this whole thing. Right, and you know, and I'll tell you, that's why it's sad to see, you know, if if a driver has to suffer an injury or whatever from a spill, and you know, he's got to be gone for three, four, five, six months. You know, I mean, that trainer's gonna, you know, he's he's obviously gonna keep racing his horse, and he's gonna use somebody else. Now, what if that somebody else has been driving him well? What do you do when your guy gets off injury? I mean, that's, you know, so I, man, I give these drivers a lot of credit. They. They work their rear ends off. Well, the trainers do too. Every all horsemen, grooms, everybody. I mean, it is. Believe me, it is a labor of love. Jody Jameson will be joining us here coming up next. Plus, 
Shan- excuse me, Shanted Sugar Doyle, and uh, <laughs> I can't wait for there? Sugar's Call coming up on uh, a week from Friday. I'm always looking forward to that. Well, there you go. That that always. you know, listen. Well, well, here's the thing. Sugar puts something more into the race every single year, and he makes it fun. He makes it interesting. A horse could be up by 21 lengths, and he still make it sound like it's a close race. It's uh, exciting for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, we got a couple of minutes before uh, Jody comes on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this Sunday coming up at Harris Philly. Um, there's not only the three big races, of course, the big, the three big invitationals, but we have got some Pennsylvania Sire Stakes action coming up. And uh, there are some pretty nice horses, especially Mike in race number 13, where okay. you've got uh, Captain Crunch. Uh, that name is uh, very is familiar to horse racing. I don't know. I have who's no Ca- idea who's, who who's, Ca- who, who's Proof and Captain Crunch. I've never heard of these two. Yeah, that's well, Captain Crunch <laughs> and Proof are going to go head to head. You know, Captain Crunch uh, got the first draw on him here this season, uh, defeating him at Pocono in that Pennsylvania Sire Stakes event. But uh, what a great! You talk about a great three-year-old debut. 49-1 and one over a sloppy track at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono in his first win of the season. That's pretty darn impressive. Final quarter 26. That That's really impressive. That's what jumps off the page at me. Yeah, the mile was fantastic, 49-1, and one, but a final quarter in 26 flat. That's, I mean, just extremely, extremely impressive to see. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Captain Crunch and Proof kind of trade blows uh, as we head towards the Pepsi North America Cup and the Meadowlands Pace. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good year for three-year-olds. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of last quarters, Mike, did you see Mock uh, and Cheese's last quarter at the Meadowlands? I did not. 24 and 3. Where, what? When was this? This was, uh, I believe it was on Saturday. 24 I believe it was on Saturday. Smokes. We might have to hurry up and pull the charts up before Jody comes on to make sure that uh, – I'm not spewing fake news, but uh, well, did, I think did, it was... Wait, did the horse close from off the pace to win? I don't think he even won. What? All no, right, we'll, now I got to look. On. Mock, yeah, mock we're looking. and cheese. Let's see. I'm going Metal the old-fashioned way. Go to the USTA here on 24 Saturday. 24-3. Yeah, no, it was. 24-3. and three. He come three wide <laughs> off the turn and missed by a length and a quarter. He was sixth at the top of the stretch. Wow. Twenty-four and three. Holy crap! Trump Nation and twenty-five and one. Holy cow! Well, we've reached Mike. We've reached the day and age where you close home in twenty-four and three, and you still don't win. It's unbelievable. But the half was only twenty-nine and two. I mean, wow! Holy smokes! You know, this is. Uh, listen, it's a speed game. I mean, it's a speed game. Uh, it, it, listen, if if you would have told a horseman about 20 years ago that you had a horse closing 24 and 3 and not win, you know? Right. I mean, come on. The trip it, had it, to be it, brutal. It, it's just, it, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's a speed game now. It's, it's uh, you know, wow. honestly, that's why three. you see a lot of single file racing, Mike, because, I mean, you know, especially, you know, at some of the smaller tracks. And, uh, you know, and we've quizzed drivers about that before. Then we asked him, you know, what, what was especially oh, yeah. Yannick. We had Yannick on the show, and we asked him, listen, what would it take to, you know, get some more movement in here? And Yannick just said, listen, it is tough 
because these horses are so fast now. A lot of times, you know, if you pull to the outside, especially prematurely, it's it's like a death sentence. Yeah, you could really mess your whole day up. I mean, if you tip to the outside too quick, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's just a step or two, uh, you know, you lose that much ground. And, you know, if you can't keep that momentum going, you're going back through the field. I completely agree with that statement. But, wow, 24-3, and three, unbelievable. That's still very, very impressive. All right, Double J and Jody Jamison is in the on-deck circle. We're going to hear from him after this time out, plus Sugar Dale and much more. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, the USTA. Back in a moment. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Join us for the Diamond Creek Farm Open House coming up on Saturday, June 1st, starting at 11 a.m. Family-friendly activities include raffles, hayrides, free food and beverages. Kids, you'll have a chance to meet a full of mare and a stallion. Plus, the day will include demonstrations such as a stallion collection and pregnancy checks. Plus, you can meet the fine folks from the Harness Horse Youth Foundation and Pacing for the Cure. The Diamond Creek Farm Open House, located in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit us online at diamondcreekfarm.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us on Twitter. The Diamond Creek Farm Open House, Saturday, June 1st at 11 a.m. Be there. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is big, fast, folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit HarrisHoosierPark.com for more info. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And we switch gears now from Harris, Philadelphia, to the Raceway at Western Fair District in London, Ontario. We're joined now by Jody Jamison. And Jody, first off, uh, how how are you? And number two, uh, where did the whole high five in the fans come from? Uh, you're really popular for doing that, especially at Mohawk, and uh, it's really cool to kind of see. Well, um, when we first moved to uh, Mohawk, uh, the first year was 2007 for the uh, North America Cup, when the North America Cup first moved to Mohawk. Um, I don't know. I just always thought, you know, I've, I've always liked interacting with the fans. And um, I remember with Tell All, I went, I went down to the end and I come back uh, showing everybody who won the North America Cup. I just thought it was something that I, that I needed to do to, you know, I'm trying to grow the game every day every moment uh that i'm that i breathe i'm trying to grow the game and promote the game and and uh i don't know i just thought it was something i i could do and then then uh, a couple of years ago on fireworks night i high-fived a couple of kids on the bike and and uh clive cohen our photographer there at 
uh, Mohawk um, for standard breads. He he caught it on uh, and sent it to me, and I thought, wow, that's it looks really cool. And you know, I'm biased, obviously, but um, I just thought it looked really cool. And I started doing it when there's big crowds, and I got to do it the other night, uh, fireworks night, um, <clears throat> on our May long weekend there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's just people love it. I mean, it's like I think. Sorry, it's a bit of a long answer, but uh, I remember going to wrestling events in uh, you know. WWF wrestling events when I was a kid and I mean god if you could touch one of the wrestlers I mean that was the coolest or if you know if you got a armband from a from a football player at the Hamilton Ticats from our CFL I, I got an armband one time from the guy's name was Stefan Jordan I'll never forget his name you know so that's those memories so I'm trying to just create memories you know I try to give whips away to uh, to fans but I, I just love interacting with them and I'll tell you what, and you write about that because you, as a kid, you remember that. That's something that you carry with you your whole life. I mean, if, you know, a driver comes by or slaps your hand or, or uh, you know, gives you some goggles or, like you say, gives whips. I mean, I remember I've gotten one foul ball in my life in the major leagues, and it was from a, a nondescript player, you know, and I remember his name, but I'm probably the only one that does remember his name. He was like a backup outfielder for the Atlanta Braves, and that's when they were terrible. But you know what? You remember that as a kid, and you remember that as an adult. And uh, listen, I mean, we have to do a better job of that, no question about it. And, Jody, it's good to see you doing it. Well, the, the thing is that, um, you know, I get a lot of flack for it in the driver's room, and, and people don't like it, be it don't like the, uh, you know, the winter, the stretch drive called the Jameson Lane when I go down it. But, you know what, it just pisses me off that guys don't want to don't want to promote the game that they're in there's too many guys that are just on the take and uh you know don't want to give anything back and you know i I think those guys should be out of the game but you know we don't need to mention any names but there's lots of guys that don't give anything back and it's not just slapping hands with the fans and stuff like that but lots of stuff you know guys need to promote the game you know the game that made them who they are Visiting with Jody Jamison, good stuff so far. I like the way this thing started, man, because whenever you talk about marketing and whenever, you know, we we make an effort to try to promote the business and talk about it, I'm all ears. But let's switch gears a little bit, Jody. Let's talk a little bit about Centra. Here's a horse that has had a very good start to uh, 2019, winning seven of his first eight races, and he is uh, heading to the Camelot Classic coming up next Friday at Western Fair. Tell us about uh, how – Centra's kind of fired back, how he's kind of looked like the Centra of old a little bit here in Zablain. Well, I mean, he started out the year awesome. I mean, he just he needed to get healthy. Uh, last year he had some uh, – he was thumping a little bit. Um, I don't even know what thumping is, to be honest, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's an electrolyte imbalance and, and uh, it causes them to just not breathe properly through their lungs and then more they start breathing through their diaphragm a little bit more, I guess. And um, You know, he was just all messed up last year. And uh, – you know, Dave Maneri, who used to train him uh, and actually developed him and made him what he what he is. Um, you know, he brought him back earlier this year and, and uh, had him had him firing on all cylinders. I mean, it was just a joke racing in the opens there this earlier this year. Um, you know, we've run into some bad luck with the horse. Uh, you know, Dave's going through some issues and and uh, so they had to buy him out. They had to buy out another owner and uh, we just got lucky. My wife and I we got lucky that we got a phone call from Mike Guerrero who bought the horse back in, at auction and uh, asked us if we'd take him because he wanted me to keep driving him. And, uh, and I thought I thought that was a, a huge feather in my cap, thinking that, you know, that he thought that much of me to send the horse to, it, to us. So, um, you know, just since he's been with us, he's been an absolute dream, just an amazing horse, more personality than it, probably any horse I've ever been around. Um, he doesn't like you. Uh, he doesn't like you putting horses away in front of him. 
he'd rather you he'd rather you leave the barn because <laughs> he's just not happy if there's if you're not working on him if you're working on him he's just a sweetheart but i mean he's an amazing horse he's a great doer he's a great eater you know and, he, and he's so fast for a piece that it just shocked me the other night that Vic Wicked was that much better than us but you know it is what it is you got to be in the horse race to win it and uh you know the other night was our first defeat with him and his first defeat this year actually and uh you know he put his heart into it and, and raised his balls off but he just just couldn't get the job done but amazing horse regardless you know, one thing about Sintra that I've noticed, Jody, is just his ability to fight. And it's he doesn't give up the lead easily. Uh, he doesn't let horses go by him easily. And so coming up to a race like you are this, or excuse me, next week, uh, when you have to face the likes of Dunwell, who was so dominant in the Confederation Cup, you've got to be happy with the fact that he's got so much fight and so much grit to him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and he's, uh, his biggest attribute is that he's fast. Like, he's very quick. And... Uh, you know, in London there, they let you go a little bit early before the turn to, you know, give you a good run into the turn. And, and that'll be all I need, I believe, to, uh, you know, get to the lead and control that race no matter where I draw. I just think he's so fast that, that it won't matter. But, um, you know, if that's not the case, I just love the fact that if he if he sees a target, he's a lot like McWicked. I'm not going to say he's McWicked yet because uh, McWicked's a freak. But uh, he's a lot like McWicked. If he sees a horse in front of him, he wants to, he wants to charge after him and try to beat him and, and those are those are things you can't teach. Uh, you can't you can't train them like that. They either have it or they don't. Jody Jameson. Well, listen, Jody, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you uh, coming up uh, next Friday at uh, the Raceway at Western Fair. We're going to be broadcasting live there starting 830, so we will see you out on the racetrack. And uh, what what other uh, – before we let you go, give us uh, maybe some, some of the other horses that uh, you've been driving or uh, kind of been around that maybe we can watch out for here in 2019. Oh, well, I mean, listen, I get the chance to drive a lot of good horses, but, um, you know, I have a, I have a wheeling and dealing uh, two-year-old trotter. I probably just jinxed him now by saying this to you, but his name is Hot Wheels. Wait, what was his name again? Jody, what was his name again? Hot, Hot Wheels. Hot okay. Wheels. And uh, he, he can absolutely fly. And, um, you know, he, I, I don't know what he's going to be, but uh, I know he can absolutely fly, and uh, I'm excited to get him qualified. So keep your eye out for him. All right. Well, listen, Jody, keep slapping those hands and keep giving those whips away and keep promoting the sport, my friend. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. That was Jody Jameson. And, uh, tell you what, man, we got to have Jody on the show again. I mean, yes, like really do. soon because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's really into, you know, the marketing aspect of the sport. And he, I think he gets it. He understands, you know, what uh, drivers have to be because listen, I mean, just like you see the, the, the players on the field, whether it's baseball or football or basketball, I mean, you know, the drivers are our most marketable product, in my opinion. And you know I what? Agree 100%. In, here in, yeah, and in 2019, Mike, we've got a group of really good guys. I mean, very well-spoken guys, uh, just a group of very good guys. Timmy Tietrick. Uh, Dave Miller, Andy McCarthy, Dexter Dunn, Jody Jameson, Doug McNair. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Scott Zeron of all the, the uh, Yannick Shingrov, all the, the great drivers that, you know, we can market the heck out of. 
Yeah, for sure. And they're friendly. They're good with the media. They have a good good time. They're great with the fans. You know that. You know they're just all around good guys in general. And they'll take time to explain things to you. They don't go hide on social media. They uh, will talk to their fans. If somebody's criticizing them, they'll explain their side of the token. You know they're just a good group of guys in general. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're right about that. And that's a good point. You know about hey, thirty, forty years ago. You know, you didn't have that interaction between drivers and uh, fans. But you know what? Virtually all these drivers, especially the younger ones, are on social media. And you know what? Hey, if you ask, if you go on there and ask Yannick Shingra, hey, what happened? Why did you stay in? Why did you pull? Why did you do this? He'll answer you. He'll answer you. Oh, for sure. That's that's great. You know what that's called, Mike? That's called transparency. Oh, it is. And that's for sure. When you talk about integrity of sports, that it's big. Yeah, and the sport needs transparency just in general. You know, you want to know why a certain driver did a certain something with a horse? Ask him. Who knows? He'll probably tell you. He'll probably tell you right on social media, and uh, that's that's a great thing. That's a great. Let me let me ask you this: If you go on uh, social media and if you tweet out to Kevin Durant, hey Kevin, why did you take that three point shot when you could have passed it and the guy was wide open under the basket? You probably won't get an answer, but you know what? In our sport, you will, and that's why. I like this sport. I, I that's oh, why I love sure. this sport. All right, sugar. Sure. Dry, another big reason that I love this sport is because the man that's in the on deck circle, the voice of the Camelot Classic, the voice of the Raceway at Western Fair, Sugar Doyle, and one of the big reasons I look forward to the Camelot Classic every year is because I look forward to that race call because it's going to be unique, it's going to be fun, it's going to be special, and it's going to be awesome. And we've got the voice of the Camelot Classic up next, Sugar Doyle on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201 The Big M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Canada's richest race for older pacers on a half-mile track is back. The Camelot Classic, Friday, May 31st. The scene of many great performances in recent years. Back-to-back victories by foiled again. State treasurer's three feet. Rock and Ron stunning track record win in 2018. It'll be a party on the patio of VIP 
infield experience, plenty of giveaways, plus an undercard featuring City of London finals and the return of Ontario Sire Stakes action for horse players. Bumped up, guaranteed pool, high fives, big fours, something for everyone. Don't miss the Camelot Classic. Friday, May 31st at the Raceway at Western Fair District. Go to camelotclassic.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, one thing I should have asked Jody about, it completely slipped my mind until I got a little bit of a bug in my ear. With the World Driving Championship going on, he was a World Driving Championship champion back in 2011. Yeah, Jody's accomplished a lot in his career, and but that's, you know, that's one of the things that uh, obviously he'll remember. So, uh, you know, hey, hats off to Jody. That was back in 2011. We're here in uh, 2018. Yannick Gingra is representing the United States, and uh, Doug McNair is representing Canada, right? Yeah, Doug McNair uh, is representing Canada along with uh, James McDonald, last year's champion. And speaking of Canada, we're going to get to see a lot and hear a lot from this young man uh, in, a, in about a week or so, and that is Shannon Sugar Doyle. Shannon, what's going on, buddy? Hey, uh, what's going on? We're busy as, you know, uh, <laughs> just over a week away from our big one. But uh, we've been going hard for a while now to prepare for this big event. So so we kick off our 2019 live remote season as we've done in the past. Uh, I believe it, this will be our third Camelot Classic that we've been to. Uh, this is the third time we've been up to London. And so we kick things off again in London. And what a special night this has kind of turned out to be. You guys have City of London, Ontario Sire Stakes, the Camelot Classic. It really builds up to be a really big night of racing. Yeah, and, and we witnessed, uh, you know, a little bit of a preview of it last evening with some uh, fabulous City of London eliminations where uh, Jody, you just had Jody on, he had a big night here and sets him up for a big night on Camelot Classic Night. He will be a strong force. Now you've got a lot, you guys have got a lot going on. I know you're as busy as all heck, Sugar, and you guys have got a lot going on, not only from the racing aspect, but from the fan aspect. Uh, you know, you're going to get the infield ready for people to hang out in. You're going to just have all kind of going ons for the fans. It's certainly, a, a, it's really turned into a, a can't-miss event uh, there in London. Tell us about some of the things that fans can expect when they walk in the door next Friday. Well, you know what, if you've got uh, some folks that are tuning in, thinking about uh, joining us for the Camelot Classic, there is still some tickets available for the infield experience. They're on sale on uh, CamelotClassic.com until noon on Friday tomorrow. So uh, any of you wanting to come up and experience uh, the Camelot Classic from the infield, uh, that tent was out there last uh, year, and uh, I could tell it was a great time over there. Lots of giveaways on track and uh, a great-looking lineup for horses, a wonderful betting menu. You know what? Uh, nice to have uh, a son of Cam Luck in the race being Southwind Amazon, a nine-year-old that uh, was the winningest horse in 2018 in North America, and now we've got the winningest driver of all time coming in to pilot him in Dave Pallone. What a story that is, uh, Sugar. You've got the winningest driver of all time, driving the winningest horse of 20, uh, 2018. That's just inc an incredible storyline in itself. Obviously, like you said, a son of Cam Luck. And it's really turned into a really cool race with Sintra and then done well. How about his performance in the Confederation Cup? 
yeah, they just couldn't beat him. Uh, this horse is peaking at just the right time. He's probably going to put up some uh, big miles and uh, win some big money this season. Coming off a lifetime best, 150-2 and two over Flambrough in uh, May. Uh, that's some trip, but it kind of reminded me of uh, Rock and Ron here uh, last year and winning in our track record. I mean, there wasn't going to be a horse on a planet that could beat Rock and Ron on this night. Uh, that's what happens sometimes in these big races in uh, – the early part of the season here in Canada, you get a freak performance now and then, uh, done well in the Cavette Cup, Rock and Ron last season, Cam Luck Knight. Sugar, let's talk a little bit about the horse that we just talked about with Jody Jameson, Sintra. Jody talked a little bit about his, uh, I guess he had like a like a mineral uh, imbalance uh, in that, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, affected his performances certainly last year, but he has looked fantastic so far this year, winning seven of eight races. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's certainly got to be a thrill. I know Sintra's got a lot of fans out there, and so does Jody, and it's got to be a thrill for a lot of Sintra fans to see him uh, quickly approaching his A game once again. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, he was he was unbeaten all season, and look, it took a pretty good horse to beat him, right, McWicked? Even Jody thought, you know, he – he, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he, he thought he was gone at uh, top of the stretch. I think he had a five-length lead, uh, but old McWicket, you know, just his first start of the season, uh, he is a true champion. Uh, we did get uh, get an invite out there to McWicket and uh, Jimmy Freight being locals, but uh, they declined. But uh, we're very happy to have Sintra coming back, returning for Team Jameson. Uh, he was here as a three-year-old, and he still holds on to the track record for a three-year-old pacing geldings 152 and four so he certainly can get around our forest city oval here in london you know it seems that this race sugar has been getting faster and faster as the years go by what do you think you're going to get your 49 mile one of these years there uh you're going to need heat uh like uh, last year i believe we had a very warm night and uh you know it's been a cooler spring the track itself right now, our, our crew has done a fabulous job. Uh, it's it's as fast as it could ever be. You just need that uh, that warm evening, you know, if it's 20 to 25 Celsius and uh, no wind in the air. But uh, last season there when Rock and Ron uh, went 50-1, and one, I mean, Louie got off him after. He said, I didn't know I was going so quick. You know, he could have went sub-50 in all likelihood. He was just that good. So, uh, I think it's going to have to warm up a little more if we're going to see sub 150, but with the horses coming in like Dunwell, uh, Southwind Amazon, just beating 49 and 4 there over Norfield Park. Then we've got this uh, Ideal Jimmy for trainer Irv Miller, Trump Nation showing a few big trips there to Meadowlands. I heard you just talking earlier about Mock and Cheese coming home in 24. Well, this is the horse that held on to beat that one. He come his last quarter in 25 and some to pace to his mark 149 and three jason bartlett is coming in the drive uh, trump nation bartlett was here a couple of years ago with ph super cam uh that horse was loaded for bear turning for home he just got him out late and just missed so bartlett trying to win his first cam lock jody has never won this race either so jody jameson uh, and jason bartlett uh, ones to be looking for here for their first cam lock classic victories and I'll tell you what, that is uh, one of the things, it's one of the reasons uh, why I really pay attention to Western Fair from a wagering point of view is because, you know, things can get interesting in the stretch drive. I mean, it's, uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, you've got, uh, 
you just if if you're a driver there like a regular driver you just have to know when to make a move because uh, mm-hmm. you know listen you get caught up on the pylons or you know on the flip side if you get caught out too wide it, it's it's very tough i mean it, you know these guys that, that drive there every day like your scott colters and so forth they just make it look so easy yeah, well, you know what? Without a passing lane, I think it creates slow. You see them out and rolling at the quarter mile, and uh, it's, a, it's a lot like the style of a Norfield track. Uh, lots of movement. You know, you rarely see them single file at the half mile, and uh, and I'll mention that, too, if it happens to be. But you know what? Uh, anything can happen. It's all, all going to come down to the post-vision draw. We're actually going to do that live on the pregame show this coming Monday. Uh, we'll have the racing officials in drawing peas live for the post-vision of the Camelot Classic. Again, you can catch that on the pregame show Monday, 545 Eastern. Something very cool. If you can't be with us on track, I know you can tune into Post Time with Mike and Mike to catch the show. Facebook Live uh, did a fabulous job with the Confederation Cup. There will be a Facebook Live show uh, featured on the Raceways Facebook page, as well as Flamborough, Grand Rivers, and uh, Stanbury Canada will be streaming it live. Cujo Entertainment puts it on. Curtis McDonald will have some fabulous shots of the action going on here. So if you've got a smart TV, bring up Facebook Live for the Camelot Classic. That's if you can't be joining us on uh, May 31st. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that there's going to be so many different uh, ways to catch the Camelot Classic. And, uh, you know, listen, I, that that really excites me. You know, I mean, obviously, we're all fans of the sport first. So all this social media attention that's given to, you know, the race like Camelot Classic in all kind of different ways to, to listen to it and enjoy the action. I mean, sure, that really excites me as a fan. Oh, it gets me going, too. Uh, I mean, uh, last season we did a Facebook Live show. I believe it was one hour. I went back and and watched the show three, four, five times. It was so good. So, like I said, uh, one of the next best things to uh, being here would be uh, checking out the Facebook Live broadcast uh, brought to you by the uh, COSA of uh, Ontario here. So. All right. Well, Sugar, listen, uh, we, we'd love to talk about your race calls, and we know that this is, uh, in my opinion, it's part of the Camelot Classic. Well, it used to be Molson Pace, but part of this race's you know, aura is the fact that you come up always with an outstanding, <sighs> tremendous race call. Do you got anything, uh, any tricks up your sleeve, or is it just going to uh, depend on what happens on the yeah. racetrack? You know what? I try to picture the race a few times over in my mind the days leading up to it. Uh, you know, we do the post position draw early, so we're four or five days out. So you think of all the different scenarios, but uh, when it all comes down to it, uh, it pretty much goes right out the window. Like, I did not expect Rock and Ron to go out and lead like he did and go along unchallenged and take off from them last season. Uh, there was a few years ago where State Treasurer, he makes a bobble at the start from the rail. He's trailing. He's circling them. He's winning. I mean, it's just you, you cannot make up these scenarios for some of the races I've called here in London. Uh, the go-to call right off the bat, they're off, and it is on, and it will be a, a, a great horse race. I think it's going to go off at about 11 Eastern, uh, still uh, in search of one more starter, and we'll hope to have that one in the next day or so. But uh, you know what? It's it's shaping up to be a great field with lots of new faces. 
I like some of the names, you know, Trump Nation, The Wall, Rock and Ron will be back. Ideal <laughs> Jimmy's a new face. And uh, Southwind Amazon, I cannot say enough. We've been watching this horse for months now. We tune in every time he's been going at Northfield Park. His last victory there on uh, Monday night, that was just a training mile. I mean, uh, uh, Roddy Wren did a great job with him, sat and made the move and 51-3 and three training trip and a nice prep coming into the Camelot Classic. Sugar, you, know, you sugar. still get uh, – hold on one second. I just got one quick question for Sugar. Uh, you still get the butterflies oh. right before a race like this? Oh, for sure. Uh, the the ladies, the charters in our state of Canada rep last night, they were kind of getting the giggles at me. They said, what's going on, Sugar? I said, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. It's City of London eliminations, and these are the finals are going to be Cam Luck night. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't change it though. If if you can't get excited for these races, why are you doing it, right? So you know, I doing what I love, loving what I do for a long time now. I'm so lucky. Well, sugar, I know uh, you said it would take some heat to give you a 49 call. I got to tell you though, Southwind Amazon gave me my 49 call for the very first oh. time. So uh, listen, oh. he's, a, he's a special horse. That winter circle photo still sits in my cubicle here at the USTA because I tell you what a special animal he is, and he can do it so easily. Awesome. Uh, I And, you know, he's been here before. He's uh, He began his career in uh, Canada, got much better down there, and uh, just – like I said, we've been following him for a long time now. We were hoping to get him. Uh, he could be one of the last Cam Lux sons to start in this race at nine years of age. You know, uh, We're very happy to have him coming. Uh, very happy to have Dave Pallone joining us to drive. And uh, you know what? The driver intros, that gives me the butterflies. Uh, there's just there's, there's so much going on through the night that, uh, you know what? It's it's a show, and uh, I'm just happy to be a small part of it. Well, Sugar, oh, sure. the only advice I could give you is show them if you got them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe we could use that turn of her home, right? I'm ho- You know what? I couldn't use it last year because that horse, Rocket Ron, he was gonzo. But you know what? If it gets tight and uh, there's about three or four of them with a shot turn of her home, you know that's coming. Well, listen, Sugar, I'm looking forward to seeing you. We're going to do the pregame show together on Camla Classic. Yeah. Right? It's kind of been a little bit of a, a little bit of a tradition over the past couple of years. Uh, me and you kind of hang out yeah. uh, before the show, yeah. and uh, we're looking forward to being out there. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, uh, we go back a few years, right back to the Fort Erie and uh, over into Buffalo oh, yeah. and stuff, and it's great when you come into London. I'll look forward to that pregame show with you on that Friday night. We'll set up the action, and uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Sugar. Well, listen, go get ready for a big week of racing. We're looking forward to headed to London next Friday. Right on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That was track announcer Shannon Sugar Doyle. And talk about the excitement that he has, Mike, heading into next week's Camelot Classic. Uh, they're obviously still looking for one horse. But I'll tell you, what a field it is setting up to be. I like when a horse is getting ready to pull, and he says, and so-and-so's thinking about it. <laughs> he's got so many great calls. I, I just – he's one of the best. I mean, he's one of the best in the world. He is, and, and he, gives the, he gives the races a different kind of perspective. Uh, you know, when they turn for home, when he says, time to show them if you got them, I mean, that's – you know, it takes time to come up with stuff like that. This, this stuff, for people who think we can just come up with stuff, it doesn't always work out like that. No, and it's good stuff he comes up with. And you know what? It's it's uh, it's fan friendly. Fans love it. 
that's the most important thing. I mean, and, and, and as you can tell, you know, for those of you that don't know Sugar, have never met Sugar, he's he's just as good of a human being as he is an announcer. Believe me. Yes, I completely agree with that statement. All right, we're going to wrap things up when we come back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, the USTA. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association of Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's show of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll see everybody back here next Thursday as we lead up to the 2019 Amla Classic. Good night, everybody. Can't stay here I know